0: John chapter 14 verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the peace that we have in Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the joy that we have in Christ Jesus. This Love that we have, the word and give it to us. This <laughs> peace that we have, the word and give it to us. The word and give it and the world can't take it away. And Lord, we thank you for that truth. And we trust in that truth, Jesus is truth. Hallelujah. Grace us to cast our cares upon Him because He cares for us. Grace us even in this time to be good ground that your word may come forth. We don't want to be stony ground. We don't want to be ground that has thorns and different things in it. We don't want shallow ground, but Lord, we want our hearts to be good ground, even according to your will, that your word may go forth, penetrate deeply, Lord, that we may bear much fruit for your glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good, and all the time, hallelujah, here in John chapter 14, We're at verse 27, and again it says, it's so good. Let's read it again. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. As we journey through this passage, we're going to come across Three points. We're going to come across many points, but we're only going to discuss three points. Point number one is, Jesus left his peace with his disciples. Point number two is, Jesus gave his disciples a peace that differs from that of this world. And point number three, Christ gave his disciples a the ability to determine their heart's posture and to overcome fear. Proverbs chapter four and seven says, "Wisdom is the principal thing; therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding." In order for in order for us to enjoy and to understand the intent and the proper intent and the content of this context. Let's understand what we're talking about here. Let's not just look at this scripture, John 14 and 27, but let's look at the context. Going back to John chapter 13, it says, Now therefore the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world and unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper so being ended, the devil having now put it to the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he raised from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water to a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. After the last supper of fellowship, of the, after the last supper of communion, after the last supper of enjoying Jesus Christ, imagine the peace they had, imagine the joy they had, even though people were trying to kill Jesus. Even though... Things were becoming more and more difficult. The side scenes were trying to kill them and find fault with the disciples, and so many things were coming against them. The world was coming against them. They had peace and they had joy and they had fellowship during this last supper with Jesus Christ. And then he gets up and does something he's never done before. He begins to wash the disciples' feet. Thought oh, the kind of odd. But hey, he's washing our feet. That felt humble. They felt unworthy. God on earth, the Messiah, he's washing our feet. That's what the servants do. But this is God, humbling himself as a servant. So he washed the disciples' feet. After which, he was troubled in his spirit. And he said, one of you is going to betray me. They went from joyous, peaceful, fellowship, loving one another, enjoying Christ together, Christ enjoying them. Now they got concerned. They have fear, gripping their hearts that one of us is going to betray him. And they began to wonder, who is it? And then Judas leaves to go who knows where. Somewhere that you can't come. They spent every moment they could with Christ. They spent their mornings with him. They spent their noons with him. They spent their evenings with him, learning from him, being taught by him. The they years loved years on he him. He loved on them. They communed with them. him throughout the day as often as they could. In the middle of the night, he taught them how to pray. He taught them how to love. He taught them about the kingdom. He taught them things that he didn't teach the world. There was such love and there was such embracing and there was such fellowship. But now fear is gripping the heart of the disciples. Not only is one of them going to betray him, but he said, I'm going somewhere and when I'm flying, you can't come. They're fearful. They're doubtful. They're worrying. And then Peter, persistent Peter, precocious Peter. Lord, where are you going? Wherever you go, we'll go. We'll die with you. Jesus told Peter, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. Imagine the fear that the disciples are feeling. Imagine the disappointment that they're feeling. Imagine how fear and doubt and uncertainty is filling their hearts. And Jesus began to encourage them in John chapter 14. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. You trust God. You don't see God, but you trust him. You don't see what I'm doing, but trust me. You don't know what I'm doing, but trust me. In the same way that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego trusted in God, trust in me. In the same way as Daniel went up against Goliath, trusting in God, trust in me. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house so many mentions, if it were not I so, saw, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you and tell myself I will not forget about you. I will not leave you comfortless. It's not over. You haven't been following me for nothing. I'm not gonna leave you, I'm not gonna forsake you. He encouraged them that the spirit was gonna come. He encouraged them. That they would trust in him. And they would keep his word. And God the Father and Jesus Christ of the Spirit will make their bond with them. And they will be with them. And as he continues to encourage them. Which is where we are. In John chapter 14 verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world give unto give you, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Let not my heart be troubled. Your peace, you're leaving with us. You're leaving. You're going away. And where you're going, we can't come. They're dealing with this fear. They're dealing with this doubt. They're dealing with this uncertainty. But at the same time, they're listening to Jesus. They're receiving the words of Jesus. Jesus. They're receiving comfort from Jesus. He tells them in John chapter 14, verse 27, peace I leave with you. That reminds me of Matthew chapter 10, verses 11 and 13. Jesus sent the disciples out by two, and this is what he told them. He said, into whatever city or town you should enter, inquire who it is worthy, and abide till I go thence. And when you come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. Jesus is not allowing his peace to return to him. He said, I'm leaving my peace with you. In the same way that they would leave their peace with a house that's worthy. They would leave the peace with the people who are worthy. Jesus counted the disciples Worthy. He was telling them, You're worthy to have my peace. Not because they went to the synagogue every Sabbath, which they did. They did. Not because they knew the Torah and memorized it. They did. They did. Not because they gave tithes. They did. Not because they kept the commands. They did the best they could. But Jesus told them, He told them in John 15 3 and Verse 3, it says, Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Jesus cleansed them. He cleansed their hearts. He cleansed their minds. Because the word that he spoke to them, they received it. The word that he spoke to them, they kept it. So they were clean now. And Jesus washed their feet earlier. Remember? After the uh, feast, the last supper, he washed their feet. As an example, as a sign that you are clean, washing your feet does not clean you. It was an example he did to show them that, hey, in the same way that I'm washing your feet, you're clean. Why are you clean? Because you go to the synagogue? No. Because you pay tithes? No. Because you sing these songs? No. Because you memorized scripture. No, you're clean because of the word that I spoke to you. You received it. My peace I leave with you. Because you have been faithful to keep my word. My peace I leave with you. Because you've been chosen from the foundation of the world. My peace I'm leaving with you. See, he can leave his peace with the Pharisees because they didn't receive his word. He can leave his peace with the Sadducees as a whole. He can leave his peace with the scribes as a whole, because all of those who were against him, all those who rejected Christ, don't have the peace of Christ, don't have the peace of God. Only those who keep his word, Amen. only those who trust in Christ through repentance all right. and belief in Christ, they are those who have the peace of God. So in the same way they instructed them, when he sent them out to minister, So the place that he was going to go, he said, look, when you go to a house saluted and let your peace be there. And if they're worthy, let your peace remain. Jesus is telling them right now, you are worthy of my peace. You are worthy because you're clean through the word that I've spoken. God God has made us worthy. The world may say, you're not worthy. You ain't get a visit this week. Mm -hmm. The world might say, you're not worthy. You might feel like, I'm not worried. I didn't get a call. Didn't nobody see me. do not nobody care about me. Jesus cares, amen? amen. And it, let it be enough. Let Jesus be enough. Because he is enough, amen? amen? He was enough for Daniel and Elias then. He was enough with Noah and the ark. He was enough when Mary was found with child. My, my. And Joseph didn't know what to do be enough. What glorious peace we have in Jesus. Amen? amen. Glorious peace that glorifies God and is good for us. <laughs> all right, all right. Praise God. It glorifies God. This glorious peace glorifies God and is good for us. But look at this. He said my peace peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. See So often, we want to look at John 15, verses 4 and 5. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except you abide in me, in the vine. No more can ye except you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abided in me, and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. We want to bring forth fruit. We want to have success. Our, bless our dreams and we want God to bless our goals but first we have to be cleansed by his word first we have to receive his word because there's no blessing from God see we look at a big house and we will say a person's blessed we we'll look at a nice car and we will say a person's blessed we we'll look at good health and we will say that the person's blessed but Jesus says blessed are the meek for they shall have the earth. Blessed are they the hunger and thirst of the righteous, for they should be filled. God's way of looking at a blessing is different than man's way of looking at a blessing. Amen. Man looks at the temporal thing, the thing that's going to pass away. Our health, we may have it, but eventually it's going to decline and pass away. A nice house, even with maintenance and upkeep, eventually it's going to pass away. A nice car, eventually. Money. It could be stolen. It flees away from us. But Jesus said, peace I leave with you. We don't want, we want the results of peace. We want the results of success, but we don't want to obey the prince of peace. We don't want to humble ourselves and submit to the prince of peace. But Jesus said, You're clean. Through the word that I've spoken. So he was leaving his peace with them. Point two Jesus gave his disciples a peace that is different than that of this world. See, there are times in this world when we're out of trouble, we have a sense of peace. There are times when our bills are paid and it gives us a sense of peace. There are times when we don't have any major problems, major issues, and there's a sense of peace there. But you know what? There's nothing on this earth that can make us work with God. Nothing. No good we can do, no good we can say, nothing makes us right with God. But Jesus, the peace that he gave, makes us right with the Father. Amen? Amen? Look at the scripture. Isaiah 53, 5-8. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. A lot of times, people look at that scripture and they think it's a physical healing. It's referring to this particular scripture is not referring to a physical healing, but it's a spiritual healing. Because when we're seeing in the garden, the relationship between us and God. <coughs> it was severed. The relationship between us and God, it was broken. The relationship between us and God, it was sick. And now we're looking forward to God's wrath. And even though you weren't in the garden, and even though you didn't eat of that fruit, you've sinned. We've sinned with our words, If not our words, which we have, but we've sinned with our thoughts. If not our thoughts, which we have, we've sinned with our actions. The Bible says there's none righteous. No, not one. None of us have earned salvation. None of us have earned God's peace. None of us have earned to be right with God. Christ did that. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastise of our peace was upon him, and with the stripes we are healed. Recently you've heard of a person that committed suicide. When you commit suicide, it's not with the peace of God. You're tormenting. You're in pain. You're in fear. You're in doubt. Whatever it is. The things of this world do not bring us the peace that God brings. The things in this world are only a temporal kind of peace. But peace with God, that's what Jesus gives. He said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives it, give I unto you. The peace that God gives, nothing on the earth can give that peace. The peace that God gives, when we're in the valley of the shadow of death, we can be at peace. Because we know God is with us. The fear and doubt, that come across our mind. It comes across our heart. But we know that God is sovereign, amen? And we know that God is in control. He'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. And in the midst of our storms, see the world says, I'll get peace when I get out of this. When I get out of this debt, the world says, then I'll be at peace. When I get this new job, the world says, then I get it, I'll be at peace. When I make this money, then more money, then I'll be at peace. When I get that man, then I'll be at peace. When I get that woman, then I'll be at peace. When this relationship gets right, then I'll be at peace. But that's the temporal peace. Jesus offers us a peace that the world doesn't offer. Isaiah 53 and verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every man to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We have peace with God because Jesus was the lamb slain for the foundation of the world. Jesus took the punishment that you and I deserve. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world give it, give I unto you. Praise God. Point three. Christ gives us a power, the power, to cover our hearts. God gives us power over our heart's posture and over fear. Amen. Jesus Christ gives us the ability to to determine our heart posture. Your heart doesn't have to be fearful. Look at what he says. He says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We don't have to be afraid in Christ Jesus. Our heart doesn't have to be doubtful in Christ Jesus. See, the world doesn't have a choice but to be consumed with fear. The world doesn't have a choice but to be consumed with doubt. The world doesn't have a choice but to be consumed with uncertainty. So we turn, the world turns to drugs. The the world turns to other things in this world to try to cover and ease the pain. And we turn, the world turns to relationships. And the world turns to things. And the world turns to money. And the world turns to all these things to satisfy us, but nothing satisfies us. The world tells us that we can find the peace in the things of this world. We can find the peace if we get people to like us. We can find the peace if we don't let nobody mistreat us. We can find the peace in the things of this world. But Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. God gives us the ability in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Look at Psalms 19 and 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament show his hidden word. If God is able to show his glory by looking at the heavens, and God is able to show his glory. By looking at the fragment, look at Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, and God said, let there be light. He said, let there be light. In other words, something was restricting the light. And Jesus loosed it. He said, let there be light. Let his permission be. Let its permission, let there be light. Look at what Jesus said. He said, let not your heart be troubled. In other words, we have the ability to not be troubled by the things of this world. In Christ Jesus. Look at Genesis 1-9. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place. And let the dry land appear, and it was so. There was some, there was, there was a God said, let He gave the waters permission to come together to one place. He gave permission to the dry land to appear, and it was so. God is saying, Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The same power. That raised Jesus Christ from the bed, from the dead, quickens our mortal bodies. As we meditate on the word of God, as we trust in Christ through repentance and belief, we have the power over doubt. We have power over trouble to where our hearts don't have to be troubled. See, the world says, Get me out, let me out, let me out. But God keeps you in the midst of it, amen. He can keep your heart in the midst of it. You can have joy and peace in the midst of it. God is not so concerned about getting you out, but he's concerned about you glorifying him whatever situation you're in until you deliver. Trouble don't last always, amen? Amen. And God is with us. Sherech, Meshach, and Abednego, they weren't in the furnace saying, get us out, get us out. No, they were walking around at peace. Why? Because God was with them. Daniel, when they closed the door in the lion's den, he was saying, give me out! let me out!" No, God gave him peace in the midst of the storm. David, as he was facing Goliath, he was saying, give me away from Goliath, give me away. No, he ran toward the storm. By God's grace, we can have boldness to stand before the storm. Amen? He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world give give out to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He was encouraging the disciples in the midst of all this uncertainty. He was encouraging the disciples in the midst of all this fear. He was encouraging the disciples, even though he told Jesus, he told Peter, you are going to deny me. You're going to deny me. But even though you're going to deny me, let not your heart. Be troubled, <laughs> Even though I'm going away, don't let your heart be troubled. He said, even though you don't know, he said, I'm going to give you the ability. I'm going to leave my peace with you. You and I, we're good. I am your friend. And I'm not going to leave you, and I'm not going to forsake you. We can have the same comfort today as we're facing our trials. Peace, I leave with you, even though you didn't get a phone call. My peace, I leave with you, even though you didn't get a visit. My peace, I leave with you, even though you don't understand why you're dealing with what you're dealing with. My peace, I leave with you, even though you got pain in your body. My peace, I leave with you, even though you're by yourself. But you're not by yourself, because I'm with you. i never leave you. I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. He said, my peace, I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. We have a choice in Christ Jesus. Amen. We don't have to let our hearts be troubled. We don't have to let fear stay on our minds. We don't have to let doubt lead us to this way or that way. We don't have to be afraid. Cause when we're afraid, we're not walking by faith. And the Bible says, "The just shall live by faith." The Bible says, "The just shall live by faith." Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Let not your heart be troubled. Let that your heart be troubled. God is with you. And we can rest in that, amen? We can rest in the surety of Christ, our Redeemer. We can rest in the peace that only God gives through repentance and belief, amen? Maybe you have been trusting in the everlasting arms. Maybe you've been doubting the word of God. Maybe you've allowed fear to dictate your path. Maybe you've allowed doubt to discourage you. But Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Today, you can confess it to the Father in Jesus' name. Today you can say, Father, I have not been living by faith. Father, i have allowed fear to dictate my moves. I've not been walking by faith, but I've been walking in sin. I have been obedient to your word. Today is the day to cry out for forgiveness, amen. Today is the day to confess your sin and trust in Christ believe. Today is the day. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. The Bible says be anxious for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, Make your requests known unto God and the peace of God the peace of God things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things so often we forget about God's peace (laughs) because we allow the things of this world to weigh us down. So often we forget about God's peace and we allow fear to cause us to sin. So often we forget about God's peace and we're like Eve in a garden. She started looking at other alternatives and other options than obeying God. But praise God, as we trust in Christ through repentance and belief, We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to worry. We can cast our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. The songwriter says, his eye is on the sparrow so I know he watches over me. Don't forget our three points. Point one that we came across that we talked about Jesus left his peace with his disciples. In the same way that he left it with the disciples, his peace is left with us, amen? amen? Because in the same way, by his word, they were cleansed through the word, through repentance and belief, trusting Christ, our sins are forgiven. We're made right with God and we're clean. Point two, Jesus gave his disciples a peace that differs from this world. We have a peace that's different, that's long-lasting, that's eternal, is different than this world. Hallelujah. Praise God for that peace that keeps us when we don't get that visit. Amen? That peace that we don't hear, get that phone call. We don't hear from our family what's going on with us. They're not checking on us like they used to. And finally, the third point, Christ gave his disciples the ability to determine their heart's posture and to overcome fear. By God's grace, we can overcome fear. Amen. And we're more than overcomers through him that loved us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this peace <laughs> that passes all understanding. Lord, we thank you for this peace that Jesus left with his disciples and Jesus left with us. He left his peace with us. And it's not as the world gives. And he encouraged us to let not our heart be troubled. Grace us today to cry out for forgiveness. Grace us today to confess our sins to you, Heavenly Father. Grace us today to repent of our ways our sinful words and our sinful actions and our sinful thoughts and to trust in Jesus Christ. By grace through faith we have been saved. Let us be like the disciples, Heavenly Father, save Judas, who received the words of Christ, kept the words of Christ and thereby received Salvation for Jesus is the only way, the only truth, and the only life, the only way to the Father. Grace us to embrace your truth. Grace us to embrace your word. Grace us, Heavenly Father, to abide in you and allow your word to abide in us. Grace us, Lord God, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of fears, in the midst of doubts, in the midst of disappointment, to trust in you. Grace us. To let not our hearts be troubled, but to believe and trust in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah.